Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. This is a Lip Media Podcast. We acknowledge the traditional owners of the land on which we are recording. We pay our respects to elders past and present and the Aboriginal elders of other communities who may be listening today. So anyway, for our paid listeners, as I was saying... Now everyone else has left. Let's really talk. Now it's just us. Now that it's just us in the room. I can't believe we've never done that in the intro. Ah, We should have. We should always do it like that. So obvious. Yeah, as I was saying, I hate it when people ask, like, Mm. who's the girl, who's the boy in the relationship? Very frustrating. I'm like, we're both boys. That is part of being gay or Mm. lesbian or, you know, there's a lot of different... It's also just such a, like, binary look of... I, I mean, like, even in like a straight you're, you're, relationship, you literally just can't diverge from yeah. like that. It has to be a man and a woman. But even in a straight relationship, I mean, like, do we really have men and women roles? Like, yeah. is that is it it really that And so many people yeah. think that you have to fall into those two yeah. kind of roles. Like, one of you has to do all the cleaning. I've heard of a term recently as being like the parent and the child role. The parent would be the one that is teaching the person in mm. the other half of the relationship everything in the relationship. I thought that was really interesting because I was wondering, yeah, if, that if, is really interesting. like, if if we in past relationships have taken on different roles or if we prefer to kind of be the teacher in the relationship or we like to be taught. I know in the past- And when you're talking about teaching and, and student, it's you're sort of talking about in general life stuff, yeah. not necessarily how to have a gay relationship yeah. or anything like that. Well, or both. Sex, yeah. I know in the past, I've always liked to date older guys. And I guess mm-hmm. on reflection, thinking about this topic, I guess I have always liked to be taught. Mm. And I know when I was in high school, when I was kind of dating the first guy that I was seeing, he was quite a bit older than me. He was like 30 and I was like 17. Oh my <laughs> like, goodness. So it was, it was the thrill of just having someone older and experienced. And I thought that yeah, was really right. hot. That's and like, because I have bounced between the two and I don't think we are restricted to any kind of one role. Mm. I know now in my current relationship with Duncan, he is definitely the one that is good at life. Mm. <laughs> and he has definitely helped me with a lot of aspects of mine. You're still a student role. I think. I think in a in lot of ways, ways he is he is the teacher to me because he is very well organized and he is so lovely and he drives me around a lot of places and he has helped me with my finances, like organizing me and my, my banks and helping me like realize how I can save in certain ways. So he's really like life admin. I still have the same bank account that I had in year Same. Now. Really? I, yeah. <laughs> I got my got Dolomites the... account. Oh, yeah. Because you're with, you're <laughs> with really... Bendigo Bank as well, aren't you? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> with high school Bendigo I'm really bank fortunate account. to have him because he is. And so you do, time... so you do, you do see yourself as having that student teacher relationship. I, I do, but in some ways. 
I, I would like to think I do. I mean, he offers a lot. Like, he does a lot for me, and I'm very appreciative of mm. it. But I would like to think in other ways, I bring a lot to the table. Like, he came out... Like, oh, yeah, yeah. Like, he no came out quite late in life. So, yeah. I feel like I'm opening him up to, like, a lot of, like, gay experiences as mm -hmm. well. Because I'm his first relationship with a guy. But then maybe you just have a relationship where you're both learning from each other. It doesn't yeah, necessarily absolutely. have to be a... I know, I mean, and that's I, why I feel I was... like teacher and, and student also implies, like, it's sort of a... Like a dominant... Dominant yeah. sort of thing. And I because, don't mean physically or... A, yeah. or emotionally but almost intellectually mm -hmm. dominant over the other person it's okay for you both to have areas of expertise definitely. that you help each other out with because I feel in a lot of relationships there will be a dominant mm. maybe a submissive but then that'll apply to all different things in mm. the relationship so someone might be dominant in one aspect of it and then submissive in the other mm. like sexually or financially mm. or well go. I've been fucking students for a very long time <laughs> 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 and it's got me into a lot of trouble uh, I've said it before, but I think like every relationship I've had has yeah. been a direct reaction to the one before. Oh, uh, yeah. Yes. They're like Bjork So, albums, like a serial you know. monogamous. Would you say you, as soon as one ends, would you kind of immediately go into another one? So I've like, already just, got them queued yeah. up. Oh, okay. It's so like it a just, playlist. They're yeah. taking a ticket like at the butcher. Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah. Just like slow fade out right? and slow fade. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and I honestly think it's a very interesting time for our community yeah. um, because of the new rights that have been achieved for us, mm. that our community is sort of grappling with some of the more heteronormative binary mm. roles mm. because we never had to think about those prior, uh, previously, sorry. For myself, I'm way too erratic to mm. be able to specifically point to a specific role other yeah. than a total mess mm -hmm. throughout all of them. I wrote notes for this episode mm -hmm. and all I wrote next to this topic was dick yeah. pig. Because that's <laughs> wow. all I, wow. all I have. Write that for all the topics. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's actually for all four and the interview. But have you like personally felt that you've maybe done too much for a partner? You like haven't let them learn their own lessons oh, or the, you teach too much? All the time. Like yeah. one of the relationships I've been in, I've like paid their bond and oh yes and, no i remember and, these stories you do do and too much <laughs> like i was very much in a parent role in that relationship yeah. and i was looking over their cv mm -hmm. and editing it and then giving them spending money mm. per week because they just didn't have the finances to and that's a direct mm. reaction to the relationship i had before that which yeah. was the complete opposite yeah. i'd sit around miserable mm. in the throes of depression yeah and just basically demand that things get done for me mm -hmm. because I was incapable of doing them myself. So it's just a real erratic sort of swing. I, I honestly believe if you want any sort of relationship to last, mm. it needs to be able to change. And mm. these yes, roles... you evolve with each other. ...need to be fluid and flexible because there's nothing more insane to me mm. than shacking up with someone yeah. and saying this is how we are going Just, to be yeah. in this mm. dynamic for the rest of That's our fucking scary, lives. Yeah. And also becoming like so dependent on someone. I mean, Duncan does a lot for me and I love it, but I don't think I'm dependent on it. I, I was doing fine before. I mean, obviously my, my yeah, he's literally outside right now. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I, I was like, I was happy with my abilities before. Obviously he's improved my life a lot and I'm very happy for it, but I am confident that I could get on probably not as good. Just remind but, him of yeah. that every now and then. And then just so yeah, you know, I do. Just, I feel like I do well to him tell him. And so, yeah. Now that I sit down and analyze and think about it, I mean, it's been years since I've been in a relationship. Mm -hmm. I definitely, I mean, I definitely, when I was with Josh, there was very much a, I was learning a, a lot of stuff and there was a lot of experiences that, you know, a lot of people don't get to have. So I was mm. learning about 
writing shows and working in television and yeah. that sort of stuff, which was really cool, but perhaps not a very well-balanced relationship. Mm. I think my last relationship, which was after that one, was mm-hmm. the perfect balance of of not being sort of on different levels intellectually. Mm-hmm. Like, we were actually perfectly matched. But, again, there was a role, mm-hmm. and, and, and in that time, you know, the guy that I was seeing wasn't working, and so I was very much in a yeah. financially better position, which I think is really a real shame that we mm. met at that time because had we have met Bad two time. years later, it might have been a completely Perfect. different story and we could be married with kids. Yeah. But, um, but, yeah, it is interesting when you sort yeah. of sit back. And with hindsight, it's a lot easier yeah. as well. I think it's sort of hard, Luke, to sort of go into it, to notice when you're in one of these dynamics mm. and then to be aware that you need to keep it fluid because you don't really realise you're in it until after you're out of it. Yeah. Does well, that make sense? <laughs> people were creatures of comfort yeah. Yeah, as well. Absolutely. And, and even the traits that you like the least about mm-hmm. yourself, you can find yourself falling back into because mm. they're comfortable. Mm. I definitely know there are certain roles I've taken in relationships and I've walked out and mm. said, I'm never doing that shit again. Mm. And then met someone, yeah. really liked them and been so scared of the new territory that yeah. that is that suddenly you wake up and you're like, I'm doing the same fucking shit again. <laughs> Doing the and do you, exact yeah. same do you guys thing. think you try to balance out your own? I don't balance anything. Yeah, like do you, do you look for traits in someone else that you don't have to like balance each other out? It's honestly been so like long yeah. since I dated. I don't know what I look for in a person anymore. That's <laughs> what I guess. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. No, I mean, I just I'm I'm, I'm open to it. <laughs> Yeah, like while Duncan will be, I guess, dominant in a lot of like life skills areas and stuff, I feel he can be very passive in other areas. And mm-hmm. I feel like I can get quite protective of him because yeah. I, I can see people taking advantage of that. Right, like maybe yeah. if it be family members or friends, because he, he likes to please people and I don't like to see that taken advantage mm. of. Oh, like when he had all those forks in his car for no oh, apparent reason. Robbed. It was from his brother's wedding <laughs> <laughs> and he got robbed. <laughs> he stole all the cutlery. Ideally for me, I think a relationship would be having a mutual understanding that anything about this mm. could change at any yes. possible yeah. moment. Yeah. Um, and that we're both in for the ride. And that's a healthy we're both, yeah. we're both in for the ride because the thing that I think about that's similar about both of our stories <laughs> was once you get into that dynamic, coming out of it mm. feels like, oh, I don't know if this can survive yeah. any different than how it has been for the last yeah. whatever be it unhealthy or not. Yeah. Even when you're in it and you recognize this is an unhealthy mm. dynamic that we it. have between two people. But if we change any single iota of this, mm. it may all collapse. Mm. Yeah. So for me in a relationship, I think it, the ideal thing is like you and I are in this for the long run mm. and that's the only stable part yeah. of it is our intent to mm. each other because yeah. everything else can change. Your job can change. Your personality can change and grow uh, your financial position. It changes daily. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> to lock yourself into mm. these really binary roles, even of, too... of male and female, of femme and mask, yeah. of top and bottom. Yeah, so, yeah. Many like... people, so many people, yeah, well, sexually even, because so many people ask you who's the girl and who's the boy, and they just want to know sexual who's stuff. Who? Like, like, Why the fuck do you want right? to like, I don't ask, ask you, you stick your finger up your husband's exactly. ass. Exactly. You know, it's... it's so personal. Yeah. It's so offensive. I find it insane that people would even date based around that. Like, yeah. When you see people on Grinder or whatever and they're looking for a relationship and they say, well, just find out I'm a top. I'm yeah. never going to do that anything would, That else. would always I mean, blow I get my that mind. With, with hookups, that's yeah. fine. But if you're dating somebody and you're like, oh, I can't date him because he's a top yeah. and I'm a top. Yeah. Forget about that because whatever you are going into a relationship, uh-huh. after six months, you will both be versed 100% yeah. all the time. Yeah. No, I always just found that interesting. Like in part 
past relationships, have you kind of tended to go dominant sexually if you're dominant in the relationship in other aspects? No. Yeah, like, has, have you found that it's always kind of matched up or have you yet? Yeah, yeah, it's first? always been yeah. pretty wild. Wild, hey, Tom Singer. <laughs> the old break. Jasper's monster, yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, I think, I mean, for me, I think I, I really like sex. Yeah. And if I'm going to be in a relationship, especially uh-huh. if I'm going to be in an exclusive relationship with somebody, it's got to have a pretty good mm. sex drive. Yeah. It's got to be passionate and you get that from somebody that you're really into, I think. Yeah. So um, I've always had a pretty good matched. Yeah. And that's the thing, like, sex drive is something that can mm. also change mm. yeah. over yeah, the course of the relationship. The that's the thing that freaks <laughs> me out the most about straight culture is just, like, they don't really get to flip that much. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And, uh, like, <laughs> yeah, it boggles of- my mind. I think about it the same way I think about, like, aliens building the pyramids. Oh, yeah. Like, how are these people having sex the exact same way, basically, for, like, yeah. uh, 70 years? Yeah. Like, that boggles I, yeah. my Have mind. you watched videos of um, guys getting pegged by girls? Oh. I've watched videos of aliens making it's kind of hard pyramids. to see it, like, roll reverse. Mm. There was one weird role that isn't quite the teacher-student relationship, mm. but I was in a relationship once, and basically I'd met this person when I was working in finance and was doing a lot of accounts work and, and bookkeeping and whatever, and he was an actor and creative mm. type. And we got to know each other and we really liked each other, so decided to become committed and and have a monogamous relationship he got to know me a bit more and realized that that was just a paid gig for me and the reality was Mm, i am off the rails most of the time a pretty creative person and don't take really anything Mm. that seriously yeah and it caused so much tension within our relationship and we had a fight and he said to me this is not what i signed up for I'm the creative oh, funny so it's, like, it's like a, a competing thing. Yeah. yeah. You're the serious oh. accountant. Oh, so Why can't like you be the both? Joker, the yeah. Joker and the serious guy. Yeah. <laughs> and I thought that was so strange to me because I was like, isn't that another thing that just changes on your, your, yeah, your mood? But That seems so odd to like, you can't be funny. <laughs> like, mm. I'm the funny one. And I, I think it has social mm. ramifications. You know what? There is something to it. I, I have always said I wouldn't date another performer again. Mm. I don't know why, but it, it's just sort of like, like it's weird when you've only two. one star. <laughs> well, it's not so much that. It's yeah. just sort of you get stuck in this performing world and, mm. the, and you hang out with other performers and that sort of shit. And mm. you kind of want to not be on you all the time. You want to have a break from it. And when I yeah. hang out with performing friends, it's like we're all like trying to do punchlines yeah. and doing bits and like having I, a good laugh. And that's great with your yeah. friends. But when you're in a relationship, I think being with somebody else that's like that all the time and you're like that all the time, it's a bit yeah. much. I could I listen- understand it. Sorry. I could understand in a professional sort of sense, like mm. saying I'm not going to date someone in my industry. Mm. But in this relationship, it was literally about the personality. Yeah, right. Yeah. Being like yeah. you were- It's very personal. A funny person. <laughs> and I can't- Yeah. Oh. And I you can't be- none of that, with please. that. Another funny person. Oh, um, a bit sad. I listened yeah. to this podcast called uh, Why Won't You Date Me with Nicole Byer. She's mm. a really funny comedian, but she talks about her whole dating life. That's what it's about. But being a comedian and you present this character and then people- always taken aback when she starts dating them because she mm. has to take it off and it's this whole they expect you to be funny kind mm. of thing so it is very interesting with that kind of performer and audience member that <laughs> yeah. must be why I'm single yeah. Oh. yeah do you find it a relief that people don't expect you to be funny Carl? <laughs> <laughs> well that's it for our after show uh, after birth after, <laughs> after thanks girl. so much for listening in 
have a think yourself. What role yeah. do you play in your relationship? Right in. <laughs> do you keep it fluid? Oh, my God. I oh, don't say fluid. <laughs> no, thanks for listening. And uh, thanks for your support. We'll catch you next week. Bye. 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 <laughs> What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan, crusted chicken, or garlic, butter, shrimp, scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Plushcare.com slash weight loss. And here we are for our after show with Karen from Finance. Back, back, Thanks back for again. joining us again. That is the wrong drag queen. <laughs> so, our topic tonight is drag music, which yeah. I think is hilarious. Mm. What is drag music? What is what drag do you music? Mean, what do you mean? <laughs> so, when I talk about drag music, I mean how every single drag race contestant on RuPaul's Drag Race, after they leave the competition, they will release a single, basically, mm. like in the first five minutes of them being ejected from the show. Yeah. <laughs> eliminated. Yeah. Yeah, it's this weird concept to me that they all really seem to focus on music, even if they're mm. not musically gifted whatsoever. There've been some successful ones. I always stray away from the people who take themselves too seriously and think that they actually do have talent when they don't, <laughs> yeah. like just singing-wise, and they're trying to be really serious about it. I do gravitate towards comedy queens and like yeah. the, the parody songs because I think they're really funny, and I think for me anyway, those have become like kind of the most famous ones. RuPaul has definitely set the bar. Like mm. in a, <laughs> mm. by being so smart about it with her show, incorporating all her songs directly into the whole episode and kind of pumping it into all the viewers' brains. Mm. And then it's a hit. It's subliminal. Yeah. For, first off, I want to say how mad I am that we're talking about drag music before jazz music. When <laughs> 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 no, I pitched that topic oh, yeah. for yeah. over a year. No one cares about jazz. And I do want to throw some credit that there are some legitimate queens who were musicians before yes, drag yeah, There race definitely are some. <laughs> and used that platform mm-hmm. to release music that they would have released yeah. anyway. And have done in a clever way, like Jinx's album was called The Inevitable Oh, that was fantastic. Album. Oh, I don't yeah. think I've heard of Jinx. It's really before. good. Um, yeah. Which was just legitimate. Yeah. It was like cabaret tunes. Mm. And, and, That's cool. And I like it when they do stuff that is kind of their drag Suits identity. Style, yeah. Like I loved how Bianca Del Rio left the competition and she was like, I'm not going to sing. Like I yeah. don't have talent. She stuck to her guns and she was like an insult comic and she did comedy tours. And mm. But I totally understand the pathway of how effective it is if you suddenly gain mm-hmm. let's say half a million followers in a mm. very short amount of time yeah. and you're mainly a visual artist mm-hmm. so someone who's built a brand around how they look yeah. and how they perform in a very specific way people have only ever seen you on TV yeah that a really easy way i think to 
capitalize on that mm-hmm. and keep that momentum up is to get. I'm pretty certain it's the same producer that does a lot of these. Yeah, Bob I the think drag there's a few tracks. of them. There's a few of them, and they and, rotate and they kind of just make all the songs for the drag queens as they leave. Yeah, the and to get that same couple of dudes yeah. to bang out a track for you, tie it into the <laughs> look that you wore when you got yeah. eliminated. Yeah, throw in a few catchphrases mm. and release it onto YouTube. It, it's like fast food yeah. music. Yeah, it, it, absolutely. It's, it, in terms of a branding perspective, uh-huh. good on them. Like, mm. and you can see them kind of as the show is going. You can see them formulating what they want their thing to be, like the Sponge Queen, yeah, the Monet, only one, I'll... and then the Brown Cow Stunning. Bro- and I all was that. gonna say the only oh. one I won't stand for is Brown Cow. I, it was so forced. <laughs> it's I find it like it's a really interesting phenomenon from an Australian perspective because we don't have any singing drag queens on yeah. the circuit at the moment Karen, around Australia. Sing at all? Absolutely not. Oh yeah, you did. Yeah. yeah. When is your <laughs> single drop? Yeah, when's your single dropping? <laughs> Could... But in the UK, every drag queen yeah. sings, and a lot of them shouldn't, but everyone, <laughs> yeah. all of them sing there. And in the States, I think it sort of depends a bit on what city you're in, but it's sort of a bit of a mix, some lip sync and yeah. some sing. Yeah. But yeah, they, like, they all seem to get, get out of RuPaul's Drag Race and then release an album. Absolutely. What I'm interested to know, Karen, you might know the answer to this. I know on shows like Australian Idol and X Factor and that sort of stuff, the winning, or sometimes it'll be like the top three if you get to that level. You, you've signed a contract when you go onto the competition to say that any money made for the 18 or 12 months after you win the show, mm-hmm. a percentage of that has to go to the company. You, oh, wow. you, you basically sign a contract saying, do you know if that happens with Drag Race? Y- yes and no. Mm-hmm. If you win the season, I don't know what it's like anymore, but certainly in the past, if you if you won the season, you were contracted to the production company right. and the sponsors of the production company. Right. I, I, I don't know if that's the case anymore, mm-hmm. but certainly in the past, I know there's been queens that have been happy to not have won because, because they then they can to. go and tour yeah. whatever they want. I remember, I can't remember who it was, but I remember on Australian Idol, someone dropped out just when they got to the top three and everyone mm-hmm. was saying, is it because they don't want to win because then they have to give us a yeah. Of their money to the company, yeah. So it's just interesting to think that when they're releasing yeah. these songs, or the the winner, if they were to release a song, has to give a portion of that so money to. Yeah, I do. I've read some tea that they assign to like a specific touring company mm-hmm. and like a specific promoter, mm-hmm. and I don't know if it still exists as well. But they also have to appear in like a certain number of seasons. Taylor Swift video clips, <laughs> like it's cameo <laughs> appearances, like oh, right, up yeah. to seven oh, appearances. True. I've heard that over different Maybe from you. seasons. Maybe from. <laughs> from me but I, um, I'm not sure about how they could monetize like YouTube plays or or like control yeah. YouTube or Spotify plays. I think there's a couple of different reasons why the girls record and release music. Mm. And one of them kind of goes back to what I was saying in the episode earlier is that as a drag performer, I think it's pretty common for, for, for girls to feel like a form of inadequacy as a performer because a drag lip sync can be something that works in a small nightclub mm. but when you're putting it on a stage yeah. in front of thousands of people mm. yeah, that that feeling of inadequacy can sometimes be imposter overwhelming syndrome, yeah. imposter syndrome exactly so if they're having people approach them and say hey i can produce music for you i can make you sound good yeah. and then you don't even have to sing this song live you can just lip sync your mm-hmm. own song these girls are like well brilliant you know i yeah. get to tell my own story i get to release music mm. i get to make money from it so th- i think that's one reason why they release music another is just it's like a licensing issue mm-hmm. sometimes when oh, these performances true, yeah. are getting so big you can't get up there and do a britney song oh yeah absolutely oh, you're paying britney money you know yeah. Yeah. yeah especially for television and things like that yeah, you can't yeah, do yeah. it that's yeah. smart i guess because i remember hearing that about all stars 
where they do the talent show yeah. is the challenge. Mm. They can't just get up and lip sync mm-hmm. and pay a licensing fee. So it's cheaper to make yeah. your own track mm. and True. do that. Isn't that instead. outrageous? So like, and that's they- probably why they use a lot of Rue's songs yes. as well for the mm. lip syncs. Yeah. Well, the only reason that Rue like even records that music and puts it on the show is because they said like, why would she pay other artists mm. to mm. use music on their show when she could record herself and make a fortune make of, of her own money? Yeah. Which mm. is why they're like, oh, now available iTunes. Wink thing is like such a joke because she's <laughs> mm. dead serious. Like she wants that dollar. Yeah, <laughs> smart. Yeah. So uh, I'm not someone that follows this genre of music too closely. <laughs> what are the like best songs that have been released by ex RuPaul's oh. contestants? My favorite are the um, satirical songs. Uh-huh. Yes. So I think that the best song to come from <laughs> any Drag Race queen is DWV's "That oh, Boy yeah. Is a Body." Oh, yeah, that's yes, the most I memorable. One, I would yeah. say for sure, incredible, yeah. so funny, so funny. The music video is so funny. I was um, gobsmacked when that first satirical came out. Satirical ones yeah. are very good. Yeah. Like, what was the, uh, Alaska had? Your makeup is terrible. <laughs> uh-huh. That's just like iconic as the line, like the actual title of it. Uh, I think Trixie. I think yeah. Tr- I was going to say parts by Trixie. I think is I, legitimately. I was going to what's it called? Moving parts. I'm I, l- I love it's- Trixie so much, and I think her thing is so cool because it's like a completely different genre to mm. all the other drag queens' music. It's like country folk, and mixing that with drag, I think, is so cool. And she can actually sing. I saw mm. her sing yeah. live. Her, her so music she actually is has serious real talent. Folk. Yeah. yeah. I and really enjoy does it. Does this phenomenon exist outside of RuPaul's Drag Race? Like, are, are you aware of any singing drag queens that haven't been on um, the show? Yeah, well, that, that it came. Level? I mean, singing drag queens Ooh. obviously came from before Drag Race time. Yeah. Oh, I know that they and exist so, in, the, in like, the Like the most pubs, infamous is um, is Jackie Beat. She was oh, doing right, satirical yeah. drag songs yeah. that were, you know, world famous mm-hmm. um, before Drag Race, of course. Pablo Vittar, mm-hmm. who's like collaborated with Charlie mm-hmm. XCX most recently. Oh, oh I was wondering nice. when you were going to bring Charlie. Yeah, I know. It was, it was only a matter of time. <laughs> she has quite a catalogue of legit bangers. Yeah. I guess it's also um, Conchita Worst is like probably a good example oh, of incredible. it. Courtney yeah. Atkinson. She yeah. was, she was I mean, an she's Australian idol. Show, so. Yeah, yeah. She's oh, one her of single was fucking terrible. Oh, look, I enjoy your Granny Bingo satirical songs. Granny Bingo funny. have two very wonderful songs. Are you releasing songs? any yeah. singles? Tom? Oh, yeah, look, we might. Yeah. <laughs> See, we've got one called I Hope That You Die First. Oh, which is, it's <laughs> lovely. Tale of the It's a lovely song, yeah. Just about how they love each other so much that they hope the other one dies first so that they don't have to experience them dying first. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it's really <laughs> so romantic. romantic. Yeah, yeah. Um, I saw RuPaul has a new song on Miley's album called Catitude. Oh, like, that's interesting. Yeah, I don't really like it. Though. What I would love to see is yeah, more like bands sampling famous drag queens on yeah. like Scissor Sisters mm-hmm. having a drag like incorporated. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah oh, sure. Yeah, that's yeah. not really been done all that much, has yeah. it? Like they've been in the music videos, yeah. but they haven't. Yeah, yeah. have them actually in the song. So yeah. successful musical artists mm-hmm. featuring, featuring that would be good. Oh, see, now that's where I would put my name. Yes. Yeah, I yeah. would be keen. Yeah. Yes. Very good. I have to say, my favorite music that any Drag Race girl has ever put out is Tammy Brown. Oh, oh really? yeah. Absolutely. She's got a new heard. album coming out very soon, but her latest EP, which featured Porter Potty Prostitute. Prostitute. Oh, yeah. Amazing. Wow. The three Ps. Yeah, the, P, the three Ps. She's really, I mean, that's a queen that should release music because it's just so unique and incredible. Mm. Wow. So it's a serious song, obviously. <laughs> um, yeah, it's a serious song. It's, Wait, it is? It's absolutely oh, a serious wow. song. It is. 
yeah. Oh, yeah. boy. Yeah. I thought I was being a joke. Yeah. <laughs> Were you, <laughs> sorry to go on a sideline, were you on Tammy's, yes. the, Tam- the, like Browns? the Browns? Absolutely like, I was. Just a couple of weeks ago, I think. That yeah, I played out. Karen and from the Bugle in that. How did I not <laughs> even remember that? Do you watch Tammy's? <laughs> Fucking hell, she's so good. She's so good. <laughs> Top notch. Um, <laughs> yeah, I think Charlie features a lot of queer... Yeah. Sorry to bring it yeah. back to Charlie XA, but she does feature a lot totally. of queer artists, yeah. drag queens, and 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 non-binary artists. And I, I, I feel like, although a lot of these queens are doing it for the mm. branding and the promo, we are probably getting the closest to, well, the closest we've ever been mm. to where a drag queen could legitimately cross over yeah. into mainstream Absolutely, pop. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. I think Rue is probably mm. the most successful example totally. of that. Yeah. Currently, and I, I did think when Adore's season wrapped up that she had that potential yeah. as well mm. because people just loved her, that she had that charm. If you watch her so music likeable. videos there, she's got that kind of appeal. It'll be interesting yeah. to see, I guess. I mean, um, yeah, it's not historically completely out of place. You could say Boy George is is, is a yeah. form of drag, and in, in, if you're sort of going to go into that area, then yeah. there's been heaps of drag artists that have been in mainstream pop since the you know 70s. Um, it'll be interesting to see when the UK drag race happens because so many of them are usually singers so prior to, to... A lot of them are like ex-music theatre or something like that, and then yeah. going to drag. If they start releasing singles and they are oh. actually trained singers yeah. as yeah. opposed to these and wonderful RuPaul's Drag Race <laughs> girls who are perhaps not the best singers. I must say, though, with the RuPaul songs that he releases, I never like the solo RuPaul. I always like the one from the, the season the season when it has all of their verses in right, it. Yeah. It's probably because I associate it with the show, and that's mm. really clever mm. of him to do. But I, th- I think it will be interesting, what Tom was saying, especially because the UK is so appreciative of camp as yes. well. Yeah. Like, they're a nation that kept girls allowed in the top ten yeah. for, like, a decade. Yeah. They're the nation it, of the royal family. That doesn't it, get camper than that. Yeah. <laughs> it just doesn't seem like something unacceptable for yeah. like the lads to be bopping along to yeah. the yeah. contestant from Drag Race UK. You know, like I, I think that will actually be very interesting yeah. Yeah. to Can't wait. I I think that, you know, after all is said and done, there is a lot of room mm. for like a drag queen to come along and make some actual good music. Yeah. Yes. Totally. Because I am pretty sick of it being so substandard. Yeah. yeah. Tinny sort of talking over a beat. Yeah. Of, yeah. <laughs> if I have to hear one more drag queen talk about how rich and famous yeah. they are when they're not oh. and like ugh, I just yeah. want to hear it anymore. Do you know what I love in drag music? There's always a fake telephone call. <laughs> yeah, and there's always just like it's a always list my favorite of words bit. that yeah. are actually. It's like um, walk, oh yeah, talk, <laughs> turn around, bitch. They're very turn like <laughs> really bossy. Yeah, yeah, turn it off. I yeah. just can't stand uh, it. Don't rap if you're not a rapper. Yeah. Don't oh, sing yeah. if you're not there's a singer. There's a lot of like wincing, cringe moments. Ooh, yeah. Yucky. Yeah, I'd really generally speaking, I dislike it. Mm. I'm not into it. Yeah. But what about funny, jazz music? <laughs> oh, I love jazz. <laughs> Absolutely. Here oh, we go, no. guys. Yeah. Uh, you two can start a spin-off podcast. Goodbye. I'm not doing this. <laughs> My only other point is I don't know if anyone has ever like mashed at a piano with a tape recorder and actually just written out a song because it's actually just a lot of fucking fun to do. Your poor neighbors. Like even if you're not very good at it. Mm. So I could kind of see the appeal of if someone came to you and, and said, said, "Yeah, yeah. Do yeah. you want to make a song?" It is so much fun yeah. of course to actually sing along yeah. and you know the problem i guess that we're talking about is that it's being inflicted upon millions <laughs> via the internet so that's a bit of a shame i have some tapes i'm selling them at the <laughs> next live show i'll be in the car park if anyone wants to buy some but i um should wrap up before i get 
carried away into <laughs> jazz music with Karen. And um, thank you everyone for supporting us via Patreon. Yeah, yeah. I guess I don't need to ask you to subscribe to that keep again. Keep subscribing, though. Yeah. But maybe we keep like your it. subscription and um, tell your friends about it. Yeah. Because it helps us make the show. Shit. Yeah. <laughs> it helps us book people like Karen on exactly. our show. Get Karen back fund. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Karen, it's been an absolute pleasure having you, you on so this much. evening. Thank thanks you so much for joining me. us. And thanks for listening. You. It's been so fun to be Shookers here. Shookers for the uh, tour. We're yeah. coming along. We're very excited to Can't see wait it. Can't to see Can't you there. Bye. 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 Oh, and Karen brought us real wine. Is it still <laughs> recording? I know, it's so fancy. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.